Hello and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews romance novels, paranormal particularly, but not this one. We're not going to nope. talk about a paranormal one this time not around. Not this week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one in light of the upcoming or past. Past. That, recent. The, this year, it's going to be <laughs> recent, like past, but typically it's upcoming holiday. <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of confused we look we're in the middle of it it doesn't guys. matter it doesn't matter it, it, it's a fun book and we can't <laughs> wait to talk about it so it's a, a hopefully everyone had a great new year and over a month ago over two a month months ago, ago. <laughs> my timing is totally off it's just because we record so far in advance so everything gets real fucking weird and we it can't does. pretend like it isn't no. not even christmas yet in our world <laughs> i know Yet, guys. You'd be like, how was that New Year's, guys? <laughs> we don't know. It hasn't happened yet. Not for us. <laughs> Not so for all we close. know, it's a disaster. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah. We don't know what's happened. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a quickie for you. Okay. Small town or big city? Small town. Because I fucking love this little town. <laughs> and Mystic but Bayou is a really small town. Absolutely. Stars Hollow, Stars Hollow. A small town. I love fictional small towns. Mm, that's true. I do think here's the only thing. Okay, mostly I want to live in a big city, not a giant, city. not like fucking L.A. or New York. <laughs> but I could also live in a small mountain town. I think. Yes, I yeah. think if I lived remote in mountainness, like it couldn't just be. Like a plains town, no, in the middle of nowhere, and just have like farm around. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I could do that. That would be hard. But if I had a small cabin and I could go into a sm- cute mountainy town to be in town, like then I could do that. That would yeah. be the most remote I could live. Would be mountainous. Yes, have to be like scenery. I'd have to be living in the wilderness, cool, remote, like. But no, mostly I don't want to live where I can't, you know, go to the grocery store Doing five anything. minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I hear you there. Small towns in the country. I am picturing Torrington, Wyoming, because it's like the one that I know. <laughs> or Lingle. They're just so tiny. And everybody knows everybody. And it's cute and quaint and all, but I don't think that I could do anything like that. And you're right. It's the the fake ones that we get into in these books <laughs> that are just like perfectly descriptive that we want to stay in and be a part there's, of and everything. Yeah. There's no downside to them in the books. But I don't know if, like, I don't go up there enough to really understand the, the atmosphere or the culture of the ski towns that we have in Colorado. And they're mm-hmm. beautiful. They're expensive as shit. But they're yeah. beautiful. But I think I could do maybe Silverthorn or mm-hmm. Idaho Springs. Yeah. Evergreens, Absolutely. I think, are a little bit bigger than normal, but, like, bigger than a normal I small town. But I do Evergreen. Idaho Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you live kind of just outside of town, yeah, but close enough, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. I do miss the city. I, I am a, I am sort of a city girl. The convenience would be hard to. I That's would miss it's... the convenience a lot because mm-hmm. I need to be able to. Ju- literally, my grocery store is like four blocks away. It, yeah, <laughs> like, the idea of like I was watching some YouTube or TikTok thing or something on the internet, and these it's up in Canada in one of the territories, and they have to drive two and a half or three hours to get to a store so they only go once a month and buy all of their stuff mm-hmm. for the whole month and i'm like no 
no. <laughs> that does not work. No, I don't think I could do that either. I'm not a very good planner ahead or person. I'm a living I mean, I, person. I mean, I am, but it still would suck. <laughs> it would be really hard. <laughs> yeah. But Idaho Springs doesn't seem like it would be too far off of no. grocery stores or... Or and Denver's like pretty close. It is. It isn't that far. And there are near, like, golden sure. oh, yeah. cities if For we sure. needed to get. I count everything as Denver. Sure. <laughs> Golden's Denver. Everything is, everything is Denver. Aurora's Denver. <laughs> it's all part of Denver Metro. It is. It is all part of Denver it's Metro. It's all Denver. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who do yeah. they think they're getting? Not being Denver. <laughs> right? Thinking that they're something else besides what we are? Yeah. <laughs> totally all right yeah cool awesome well this week we read a fake girlfriend for chinese new year by jackie lao uh this is actually the third in a series which is totally cool it kind of just picks up a little bit maybe from i didn't read the first two what do you think oh i think it's easy to read alone like there's very i mean it explains kind of you don't get the whole story of why uh zach is doing what he's doing at the beginning of this book um, but you get enough. He explains, like, I got to keep my family off my back and mm-hmm. get a fake girlfriend, right? Well, y- if you read all of them in, in order, so it's the Holidays with the Wong series, I think is what the, the series is called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holidays mm-hmm. with the Wongs. It starts off with Thanksgiving and then Christmas, Chinese New Year, and then Valentine's Day. So there's four books in it. I did read the first two before the third just because I like to be a completist. Well, that's what you do. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Plus, they're not very long, so it was pretty easy to no, just kind of good. To yeah. read. And also, I love reading. I love reading holiday books around holiday time. So I, mm-hmm. I read the Thanksgiving like just a couple weeks ago. I read Christmas just this week because for us it's Christmas time. Yep. So it's they're really cute. They're super good books. I would recommend them. And yes, they are not paranormal. These are just regular people <laughs> in a regular world. And nobody has magic. That's <laughs> but right. But it's okay. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes That's you need something cute. And totally short. okay. And this is an author of color, which is something that, you know, we've been trying to tap into a lot more. And I love her writing. It's so easy to read. Yeah, I actually find, I've been finding it hard to find Asian authors in the paranormal romance there, there's yes. plenty in romance mm-hmm. there's quite a few but um outside of what the uh maxine books yeah the maxine iron, kiss iron hunt maxine kiss iron hunt we really haven't had much luck finding an um asian authors in the paranormal mm-hmm. but they write plenty of contemporary romance so we're gonna read a contemporary mm-hmm. one was fucking do it, and it was good. It was uh, this one was fun. I finished it in one day. You guys be proud. Half a day, half a day, <laughs> half actually. a day. Yeah, it's super cute. So, quick clips notes for a fake girlfriend for Chinese New Year. We know that we meet Zach Wong. He's one of the Wong brothers who we've met in the other two books, and the Wong family. And it's heading. It's getting close to Chinese New Year, and he is determined to not let his family meddle in his love life anymore. Because if you read the first two books, at Thanksgiving, all the siblings, all four siblings, show up home to their parents and grandparents for Thanksgiving to find that they've all been set up on dates for Thanksgiving. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently, Grandma and Mom are tired that all the kids are unmarried still, and they're like the in their thirties. Meddling so. older women, the matriarchs <laughs> of the family, are all. Always meddling. They're like, we got to fix this shit because you guys are not making it happen on your own. Uh, yeah, we need grandchildren uh. to spoil. So hurry the fuck up. Hell yeah. <laughs> so 
Uh, over the course of two books, Nick and then Greg find their uh, long-term life partner people. And so now, obviously, Zach's feeling the pressure. He's like, this is, you know, they're going to really focus on me now because he's the next oldest and he's the only guy, a uh, boy left without a a partner so he he comes up with a brilliant idea because he's determined never to have a relationship again he was Uh engaged when he came back home from college he he had a fiance or girlfriend at the time but then they got engaged um he's a school teacher back home in in the small town of mosquito bay where he grew up with his family uh this is all in canada too which was also i really love reading canada Uh like canadian stuff i was like yay it's not america for once because you know sometimes i'm real tired of america you guys (laughs) Every once in a while, it's just we're too much. Sometimes, I mean, like that's an extra, extra we're a lot. escapism <laughs> is to just step out of this world that we currently Did live in. Did you know there is the re- the rest of the world does exist and it isn't just American? <laughs> I know was, it's shocking. It doesn't revolve around <laughs> us like we've been bred and taught to uh, think. They keep telling us it does. Hmm. I don't think it does though. I'm kind of thinking I, it doesn't. It, yeah. it might not, you guys. Anyway. <laughs> So it's a really cute small town in what Ontario, right? I think so, yeah. And he he teaches high school chemistry, I think, or science. Science of some science. Sort. And anyway, so he had this fiance. She seemed like she was going to be fine living in that small town. She moved back home with him and everything was okay for a while and then she said she couldn't do this. She needed something bigger, and and so she left him, broke off the engagement, and moved to Toronto. Uh So he was heartbroken and decided that was it. I don't need a relationship. I'm just going to be happy being single and occasionally having sex with the handful of ladies that live in this tiny town. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just not worry about it. And so it's like four some years, and he – soon after his breakup, he met a friend at a – well, he was at a bar – and a person who he used to know in high school, she's a bit older than him, was there too. She was also suffering from a breakup. Joe, this is Joe McGregor. Um, she's the town dentist. And so they kind of commiserated with each other about their broken engagements because she had been engaged. She broke off her relationship with Matt because he just wasn't uh, living up to what she needed from a partner. And so then they start a tradition of meeting every Friday night at this bar to drink and watch hockey. And they're just friends. They're good. You know, they're good friends. And they're both commiserating in their, you know, singleness and their broken relationships. Well, a couple years in, Joe decides she might be actually falling in love with Zach. Yeah. But she can't tell him because he is adamant about never having a relationship. So mm-hmm. this goes on for a while. And all of a sudden, we're it's, it's January and Zach's looking down the barrel of Chinese New Year and family potentially meddling in his life. And he decides, I'm going to get a fake girlfriend. So he asks Joe to be his fake girlfriend for Chinese New Year. They're going <laughs> to pretend to date for a couple of weeks leading up to it so that the family knows it's real and doesn't, I don't know, suss out that it's fake. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this tiny and town. Then, and then they'll go back to just being friends because it's super easy for him because whatever, we're already friends. It doesn't matter. And she's just like... Like, yeah, sure. yeah, of course, we're friends and I don't love you at all. So, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> so so they proceed to go on fake dates, which are, you know, I don't know, somehow actually kind of real dates. <laughs> yes, they're totally real dates. Everything that they went through was completely real, regardless of how much they told themselves it was fake and just, so, just for this yeah. ruse. And then, you know, the town starts to get in on it. They're telling everyone the families all know now, oh, so-and-so is dating, you know, Zach's dating Joe. 
Anyway, they go to Chinese New Year. The family loves her. They play Pictionary. She's delightful. They win. He's like, we got to go home and have sex. But it's just, you know, because <laughs> it's fun, right? You know, it's casual yeah. sex, right? And she's like, sure. Friends with benefits. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm-hmm. like they're talking about like serious emotional things because they're still dealing with like their past relationship traumas and whatnot. And a couple, you know, a couple weeks later, she Joe Joe realizes I can't be doing this because mm-hmm. my heart is invested in this. I'm so excited that I'm actually in a relationship with this guy who I've been in crushing on for two years, but he still keeps asking or the like, pretending it's a fake relationship, and so this is gonna break my heart. Yeah. So she's getting ready to call it off and you know move on and maybe even stop being friends because she's not sure she can be friends with him now that they've slept together and you know basically <laughs> dated. Yeah. And she can't go back to being friends. She's, she she just needs to move on. Meanwhile, Zach realizes, oh, this feels like a real relationship and I actually really like it and I miss Joe when she's not here. Yeah. And he goes and talks to his brother and they're like, yeah, you were in love with her, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he does confess to his brother said. So- this well, they f- yes, the- he said, like, oh, it's fake. And they're like, bullshit, it's fake. We watched you. Yeah. It's not fake. <laughs> they're like, yep. Try again, so brother. Then, then he admits, he's like, you know, I think I might be falling in love with her. But what if it doesn't work? What if I get my heart broken again? And they're like, yeah, that might happen. But it also might not. Mm-hmm. It might be wonderful. So naturally, he cu- you know calls her over. He cooks dinner for her. And he's like, I love you. It's so cute. Well, they do a little Pictionary thing. It's adorable. And he's <laughs> I like, I love Look. sheep. <laughs> I love sheep. <laughs> and so naturally, you know, like she's all like, oh, my God, I love you too. Ah, blah, and then they're together. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I love you too. Ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they're happy and in love and it's cute. It is super cute. I love how this, like, we love the fake girlfriend trope. It's oh, fuck fun. Yes. It's, it's super fun. But this one has a little bit different elements to it. That it's Jackie a twisty one. It's very twisty. Because they're already friends and she already loves him. Exactly. That's exactly it. They're already friends. She already loves him. And not only that, but the two relationships that they were both in didn't really seem like tumultuous relationship. It just seemed like two people who did not belong together. Exactly. Right? And that's exactly the kind of relationships you're in when you're in your 20s because both of them would have been in their you know mid to the mm-hmm. you know early to mid 20s when they had these relationships yeah and yeah you come out of college you maybe have a partner you maybe you've been with your college boyfriend or girlfriend for a couple of years and you think this is it you think it's yeah. gonna last forever i mean we aren't talking about you two because whatever <laughs> mr and mrs high school whatever <laughs> But for most people, for a lot of people, you then get into real life because none of that's like college, high school, none of it is the same as real life when you're actually like getting a job and finding a place to live and all of the, you know, big decisions that get made in life. And that's when you start to realize maybe the relationship, maybe we aren't compatible because the things we want out of life aren't the same. You know, Mm -hmm. like his first, you know, Marianne, Zach's fiance thought she could go live in a small town again. She grew up in a small town, uh-huh. very close to Mosquito Bay. So it didn't seem like a thing she could like do. Like a big she, deal that she She's like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. This is fine. We'll go home. You'll be a teacher. I don't know what she was doing, but she was going to, whatever it is she does, she could probably do in the small town. She gets there and they're together. And then she goes, I don't want this life. And the closer, you know, the older you get, the closer to 30 or whatever. Exactly. You, you make that call and you go, if I stay here and marry him, I might not be happy. And uh-huh. then I'll resent him. And then the marriage won't 
works. So exactly. as, as hurt as Zach is by her quote unquote betrayal by <laughs> deciding she couldn't live in a small town anymore yeah. after she told him she could, I, I, that's the right fucking call. It, it you, is. You it don't is. stay. You don't stay for that kind of, you don't settle. You don't settle for less. You have the chief believed in what she believed in for herself and she went with her gut feeling. And while it broke his heart, it's, she's right. In the end, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been good. No. They, I mean, would it have been tumultuous and then they would have hated each other and it would have sucked. Sure. Cause she would have felt resentful and he would have mm-hmm. picked up on that resentment and been defensive. It would have been unpleasant. There was one sentence where he said his engagement ended in her throwing the ring in his face. And I was like, well, that's not the right way to do it. Yes. <laughs> so, so maybe they had a bit of a nastier breakup than we know about, but still yeah. in the end, the right decision is you don't stay if you're not unhappy. Whatever. That was the first introduction of his breakup, I think. Um, yeah, and then when they as, first talked about, it. but then as they explained the situation, it didn't seem like it was such a. Yeah, it didn't sound like a bad breakup, and it I didn't don't seem know like they were he, just hated each other. Yeah, no, maybe he over exaggerated that she threw the ring at his yeah. face, or maybe she just gave it back to him and he interpreted it. As right, a, he took it as a being yeah, getting it thrown <laughs> in his face. Right, so, and then with Joe. Her relationship with was it Matt? Yes, Matt. It, it, they were in a long term relationship, and I think they plan were they planning to get married and stuff. They too? were engaged. They yes. were engaged, but he just he wasn't invested in her. He he didn't cheat on her. He didn't treat her badly. He didn't talk bad to her. In fact, he didn't really talk to her at all. It seemed like it seemed kind of like yeah. he he was like, okay, I'm good here. I'm settled. I like her. I'll keep her around. But she, but it didn't. Yeah, and he, he didn't, didn't make her feel good about herself. Right. She wasn't excited about it. Um. She she wanted just a little bit more and 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 when it's just you two at first, there's nothing wrong with wanting a little bit of attention from your partner, right? It's what relationships there's are. There's never anything wrong with wanting attention <laughs> exactly. from your partner. That's <laughs> at you no know, point is that a wrong thing to want. No, I mean she talked about a situation where she had like sexy plants and had lingerie and was like, "Hey, come meet me in the bedroom" and and things like that. And he's like, "Okay," and then they never came even after thirty minutes. <laughs> he just never showed up. You know, I, I resonate with that. That happened to me once too. But, you know. I it, love your story yeah. of that. It's one of the best. <laughs> it's me against Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel always wins. So, uh, you know, I, I can understand that. I can understand that. Just wanting that simple attention from somebody, from the person that's supposed to give you that attention and not getting it and not feeling that way. So it was good for them to break it off too. Exactly. Well, and in particular in her and Matt's situation, one of his complaints was that she didn't initiate sex with Oh, yes. Him. That's right. Yeah. And so then the one time she does, he knew it was kind of harder for her. She was a little more insecure. Um, she doesn't have your stereotypical uh, model body. She's athletic mm-hmm. and she, you know, she plays hockey and she swims and skates. And so you get more mm-hmm. muscle mass and tend to be a little bit maybe boxy or, or they didn't use any of those words to describe her. But an athletic woman is not necessarily the ideal that we are all taught to be like small and feminine and tiny, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's feeling self-confident or ca- self-conscious about that. And so she tries to initiate sex with him and he doesn't want it that night. But instead of telling her, he just ignores her. So he that's ignores the her. problem. But then later he's like, why don't you ever initiate sex? And she's like, I fucking I tried. literally just tried it. You you didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's obviously bad, rela- like not, a, not the worst relationship, but just not a good one. And she decided she deserved better, which is a healthy thing to do, especially again, she's heading into her 30s at the time. And, you know, it's better for you to make that decision now than to just stick around and go well maybe once we get married he'll change no he's not gonna change Mm -mm. (laughs) no so nothing changes when you get married 
I'm telling everybody right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, straight up. Nothing changes when you get married. You're in a relationship, and then once you get married, you're in the same fucking relationship. <laughs> nothing changes. There's not, the, like, a magic portal no, you walk through not at a the magic- end of your no. <laughs> wedding night. <laughs> Some, like, elf on the shelf comes up and is like, hey... I'm watching you guys. It, it, it's nothing changes. The only thing that will change, and, and that's if you choose, is your last name. Other than that, it, that didn't have to change either. Seriously. Nope. Nothing changes. It's still the same person. I'm to Listen to me when you walk down the aisle and or you go to JP, whatever. I'm telling you right now. Don't freak out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, I think they both held on to that pain for a little bit longer than they probably needed to. But in a way, Zach at the end kind of confesses that maybe he did it because he thought their friendship was built on their both being single and, and crushed by their fiancés. Mm-hmm. So maybe they prolonged that so they could keep hanging out every Friday night as friends, quote, quote, you know. So even there's some hint that maybe even he was like basically in a relationship with Joe for a lot longer than they realized. Yeah. You know? They were essentially dating and didn't acknowledge and they, it. They didn't acknowledge it. Well, because he was so set on the never idea of again. never dating again and not wanting to ever fall in love again. And so content with how his life is and teaching and, you know, just being the single one. The only thing that really bothered him was that his parents were, or his mom and grandma were always trying to set him up with somebody and trying to get him to settle down. That was it. But you're right. It has always been there. So regardless of him, like, denying those feelings and stuff for Joe, Joe at least recognized it within herself. She knew she was already mm-hmm. in love with him and falling in love with him. She didn't confess it because she then respected how he felt about it because he had talked about over and over how he never wants to be in a relationship ever again. So she's like, okay, that's cool. I, I love you secretly. <laughs> You know, and not wanting to ruin a friendship. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I can do this. And then, you know, eventually she realized, no, this isn't healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. After they started fake dating. After they started real having sex in their fake dating. (laughs) (laughs) That is when things get unhealthy. (laughs) Oh, man. How crazy is that? Like When I was reading those parts of the book... I was like, I mean, they kept talking about, you know, it's just sex. It's just as having consensual sex and, you know, going through those quote unquote not emotions because they were trying not to let their emotions get in the way. But how hard was it for Joe to be already recognize that she loved him and that she was oh. like, yeah, I'm willing to fucking fuck him still. But I so for her that and even for him, he just hadn't recognized it yet. That the sex meant a lot more than just sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like friends with benefits. And so for her, it was weighed much more heavier, I think. And I'm like, yikes. That, I well, loved reading it because it was sexy. But yes. I felt for her. I did too. Because like, yeah, well, he's still kind of in denial. But he also had been, you know, playing around, you know, playing the field of Mosquito Bay and sleeping. You know, he said it had, it had been six months. But she, I think it had been her whole single time. It had been four years. It's been a couple years, yeah. It had been since Matt. She did, mm-hmm. I, I didn't read anything that made me believe she'd had anything, any relationship or sex with anyone no. since Matt. I swear she even said that at one point. Well, I haven't, you know, this is my first since Matt, which would put it at four years. Yes, that's true. And so I think he, you're right. He should have, like, one, she already knows she's in love with him. So as soon as they do it, it's over. It's over. You're fucking, it's, it's done. It's over. It's done. You're in love and now exactly. you've had sex with the person you're in love with. It's fucked. You're fucked. Um, I, I loved how she thought, well, maybe it'll be bad. 
Yeah, she did. If the sex is bad, I won't love him anymore. Uh, Not if he looks like Keanu Reeves. Right? Oh, fuck me. (laughs) Don't even try to deny yourself of that. Small side note. We got to just take a detour. (laughs) We got to take a minute detour. I know for you guys, it's the future and whatever. In our world, the Matrix, the new Matrix uh, Mm -hmm. resurrection isn't out yet. Mm -hmm. It's about to come out in a week. But uh, for the past couple months, every time I go to the movies, I've been seeing the trailers for it. Have you seen? the trailer with oh yeah the alice uh uh-huh. that music that song yes that is mm-hmm. literally porn for me that that <laughs> that song that him looking as fucking hot as he like every time it comes on oh, and i'm in the theater the i just i like squishy and i'm like oh oh i can't sit here and look at this it's too sexy God, he's a beautiful man <laughs> the Jesus. whole the the whole matrix like appearance the yeah. whole like i think it hit me at a formative years oh like, yeah <laughs> like sex awakening kind of situation sure. i don't fucking know but all i know is whenever that fucking trailer comes on i am horned up so hard i'm like oh my god i'm in love with this oh my god that movie does not live up to what i have created in my head now i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> you know it will you know it will <laughs> it fucking better because i mean because you you for... are uh, you followed all the matrixes matrices Ma- matrix yes. movies Ma- <laughs> all three all, all three all before. the trilogy the whole matrix trilogy and trilogy and not only that but just Keanu himself Ugh. as a per like a real person and the things that you would read about how genuinely nice he is and he's oh. just like so sweet and one of the, the nicer celebrities and fucking beautiful god damn that man is hot oh and he's aging well yes yes oh, he's so he's sexy so, i fucking love that hair With the, like tiny gray at the temples oh god just, just little wisps of it oh my god and even his with this man and the beard a little voice. bit just a little in the beard oh. yes <laughs> just a little bit in the beard it's so different to see like to see <laughs> him acting out as like john wick or even neo Mm-hmm. And then go to Ted. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you seen the new Bill and Ted? I haven't it's seen the new one. Fucking ridiculous! And you gotta watch it. It's so funny. He's so good. But anyway, you're right. Side note: that was sorry. I just had to take us on that tangent for a minute, <laughs> only because in the book Joe describes Zach as looking like Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, I'm on board for this. <laughs> I yeah. can get there." Okay, so well, I was saying a thing. Anyway. <laughs> I forgot. So that's why she's done for, right? But he has been having, you know, I don't know if they're all one night stands or just casual, Mm -hmm. you know, sexual relationships for the past couple of years. He should have known as soon as he had sex with Joe that it felt different, I would think. I mean, I think he did. He kind of talked about it where he was like, well, that was better than normal. (laughs) Yeah. I think they both sort of had that subconscious thinking that it, it, they they would need a reason to break up after Chinese yeah. New Year, right? So for Joe, it was the sex is going to be really bad. <laughs> but even her friend was like, "Yeah, right. You think sex with him is going to be really bad, <laughs> right?" <laughs> and and for him, Maybe. he probably didn't think anything was going to be special. Like you said, he'd just been like casually sleeping with people. Like it's just been like sleeping with anyone else, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Whoa." Yeah, that says something, buddy. That says yeah. you might secretly be in love with her. Their first makeout scene was when they went ice skating. Oh my god, I want to skate at this place so fucking bad. Me too. I want. Yes. I so don't instead of a skate, normal but- ice skating rink, you guys, which is just you know like a big oval of ice that you skate on, <laughs> usually indoors, sometimes outside. If you don't live in a fucking nightmare global warming world where it doesn't fucking snow in Denver. <laughs> 
in winter. Um, anyway, this is a this is a ice lane, like a, a rink of ice or a, a, a trail of ice through the woods. So I don't know if it's like a stream or like mm-hmm. a man-made stream of water that, that they froze, but it, you go through the woods. And so it's, doesn't that sound like the most romantic yes. fucking thing? Yes, it does. It's because it, it's like, well, I mean, I think they kind of constructed it, but it is oh, sure. more it natural, natural that, you know, but that it's in the forest. So yes. it just seems so, it's so like great. The gently falling snow and then mm-hmm. the just the skating on the ice through the beautiful winter forest. Oh my god. Yeah. I want this. I like highlighted. I was like, does this exist and how do I get there? <laughs> right. Is Mosquito Bay a real place? How do we Can get I there? find this and how do I have how do I skate like this? Also, I haven't been on skates since I was probably like a teenager, so like that could be problematic. I'm but. a terrible ice skater. I'm a really great rollerblader, but I cannot ice skate to fucking I was fine at it back then. Lord only knows what I would do now. <laughs> Let's, do Let's fucking do this. Okay. Um, so, so they'd set up their relationship to kind of sh- showcase that they're dating for the rest of yeah, the world to see. So that they they're could- going to the popular restaurants. Mm-hmm. They're going to places where they know like their parents' friends will see them and tell yeah. back to their report back to their parents. Mm-hmm. Except for this date. Except for this date. Nobody is here during this date. No. So they kind of get to just be themselves, which is great because I think they're being themselves throughout all their dates anyway. They're not really faking any are. of it. None and of this, this is fake. <laughs> none of it is fake. Zach is faking himself by yeah. saying it's fake. <laughs> That's exactly it. But I did think it was funny because he created, he came up with this dance. And it wasn't like Joe was trying to sneak in a fake, like a real date in the middle of their fake date. Right. No, he he invited her out to go skating at the mm-hmm. isolated, you know, out of town woodland ice, rink. ice trail, trail. <laughs> and that no one would see them on. And she was like, yeah, I'll come skate. That's yeah. great. And he's like, I don't know how this is helping my fake relationship, but yeah. it's fun anyway. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there was nobody there to witness it. But can you imagine their makeout scene for that where oh. it was a good fucking makeout scene? It was beautifully written. And then she like falls and he catches her because yes, she's still on yes. skates on <laughs> ice. Yes, yes. <laughs> she seems really like clumsy, but at the same time, really athletic, athletically clumsy. I just think it's really, fu- it's it's a fun scene and I really liked it, but I just couldn't every single time go back to how Joe was feeling about all of this because it's like, this is supposed to be fake and we're supposed to be like showcasing this to everybody and to show people that we're dating and things like that. But then they get into a really sexy makeup. He like cops a feel on her. Uh, full he- on up the shirt, under the bra. Yes. Tweak, <laughs> tweaking the boobs. Of the boobs. <laughs> and like. I know. I You felt- wouldn't do that in front of people normally. But the purpose of this was to like show people that they're dating. Right. And so. Exactly. And I was. <laughs> That was the hardest one. Like, it's sexy and I loved it. But I felt like, I don't know. She let it go because she wants this, right? Mm -hmm. But self-preservation says, no, you can't let him do this because he doesn't feel the same. So this is only going to hurt you, you know? And so- I was I felt bad for her because I was just like Zach what the fuck like yeah. and he needed to have acknowledged that a little bit more he was just so casual about like yeah she just let me tell t- touch her boobs and it was fine and I'm like we don't just let friends touch our boobs yeah <laughs> like, I mean I'm sorry <laughs> I think the excuse for that was that he did keep asking her over and over is this okay is this okay is this okay and of course she's gonna like she yeah. he doesn't know this yet but she's in love with him and she wants to have these experiences with him but 
under the context of fake girlfriend is so hard to get over. It's so hard. It, it's such a different fake girlfriend story than any is. of the ones I've ever seen. Yeah. Because yeah, all the other ones, they're usually like, they don't know each other. And it's usually almost like a, a cash or, or a, a, you know, exchange type of transaction. And this mm-hmm. one is just so like, oh, no, I'll just do it because I'm friends with you. But I actually also love you. So it was like a secret crush fake romance. It's like a, a combination of tropes. Yes. But all was. the books are like that. All of them are a little bit combo-y. So okay. like the second one, which I have all the titles up because they're all like really long titles. <laughs> they're not like short. So the second one is a second chance road trip for Christmas. So it, it's Greg and his high school girlfriend, Tasha. So you get the second chance because they mm-hmm. broke up. They've been, you know, apart for like a dozen years or something because they broke up in college mm-hmm. um, and went on and did other things. And now they're thrown back together by circumstances. Again, his family actually makes sure that he has to drive her home from Toronto in a <laughs> nice. snowstorm. Well, they couldn't foresee the snowstorm, but of course, naturally it happened. <laughs> but then it's also a uh, stop at a hotel single bed scenario because, of course, they get stuck in the snowstorm and the only in has one room and the one room only has one bed so it's the second (laughs) chance single bed stuck together like all of these tropes all together and that's brilliant and then the first one a match made for thanksgiving is the failed one night stand the she was set she was one of the matches for thanksgiving but she was set up with a different brother but the one she had just had it's nick and lily and lily goes out to have a one night stand because she just had a breakup and her boyfriend told her she was boring Uh. and so she's like well i'm not going to be boring i'm going to go out and have a one night stand so she Mm. meets nick at a bar of course and he's drop dead gorgeous he they call him henry golding so (laughs) oh yeah this is a beautiful fucking this family is hot (laughs) she gets henry golding yeah i'll take either I'll Absolutely. fucking take either. I don't remember who they compared Greg to. Shit. I'll have to go back and see. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I'm just gonna ha- like she's just gonna have a one night stand with him. It's gonna be fine. It was great sex. She goes, you know, they have a great time. They actually kind of have a little bit more because they they go to have sex and then they leave his apartment and go and get um, dumplings and then go back and have more sex. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, that's pushing the bounds of one night. I mean, it is a single night, but come on. <laughs> anyway, then. <laughs> Miraculously, the next week she shows up for her her blind date at Thanksgiving, and it's his house. Oh my but it's God. not him. Who is it's it? His, is it Zach? It's Greg. Oh, it's Greg. Set, yeah, the parents set her up with Greg, and they are not similar, or like they just aren't, you know, getting along at all. But wait, isn't anyway. Greg with his girlfriend now? Because Greg's the first book, right? No, I'm doing them out of order. Greg's oh, the second oh, book. I see. I see. I get it. Okay, I get it. I'm, okay. I'm running them in reverse Sorry. order. <laughs> But anyway, so then, yeah, so then it's like misplaced date or like, mm-hmm. you know, set like blind date with the wrong person situation, like scenario. And so it, it's all cute. They get together and whatever. That's and, awesome. and then she basically failed at her one and only one night stand. <laughs> She's like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But anyway, they're all very cute. And I very gotta read the other ones. Clever, yeah. And they're just, they're they're adorable. I will say, because we we're probably getting to that time of the book where we talk about the sex. Mm-hmm. All of it's very hot. It's very good. The first book is the steamiest. And then they Ooh. kind of like... The second book has a lot more in it. And then the third book, I was like, I did not get enough sex in this book. <laughs> so now I'm very afraid book four is going to be like A chased. little bit more. T- right? <laughs> and I'll be like, wait, 
vampires and, themselves. And as a person who hasn't read the first two books, I really enjoyed the sex in this one. It's so funny because the grandmother, uh, May, no, Ama, Ama, she. <laughs> She like references like sixty nine throughout the whole book, and it's just really funny because at first she, I think she pretends like she doesn't know what it is, and I love that the parents are like, yeah, sixty nine is pretty cool, it's natural, it's really fun, and they they actually don't make it such a faux pas that like Zach is just like, okay, well, yeah, let's not talk about it anymore, but they don't, they aren't like fully grossed out about their parents having sex. That's no. the thought of that. Which I actually like. I like that. I think because it's, it's so it is it's such a natural thing. Your parents can have sex too. It's just a, <laughs> we Well in the in the first book, the kids keep walking in on them making out like in their kitchen stuff. Because normally <laughs> like uh, usually they live alone. They're like the house mm-hmm. is empty now, it's just the parents. But the kids are home for Thanksgiving and it's almost like they forgot that they're not alone anymore. And so they're they're <laughs> you know, awesome. grown sons. They're not children, they're grown sons right, right. walk in and they're all making out hot and heavy in the kitchen. <laughs> So it sounds like they like have one of those just perfect, like not perfect, but just they've been together Healthy, for you know and they 40, love each 50 other. Yes. years and they love each other so much mm-hmm. and they still just can't keep their heads off each other. Yeah. You know, and even in this book with the Pictionary, they're like practically clairvoyant, you know, yeah. where they can like They're one person. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like draw one little thing and they get, you know, society. And I'm like, no I one can know. draw a society. That's Sorry. not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. You can't. No, you can't draw it. Yeah. Patriarchy. They got that. Patriarchy. No? Yeah. With but- the, the dictionary game. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. But um. anyway, so yeah, Ame is like, Ama. I keep saying Ame, and I don't know why that, that comes naturally for me. But she keeps referencing 69 in this, so it just becomes like an inside joke throughout the book. But they don't actually do 69 in this book, so. They don't. I just, you know, but they do have sex, and they have in one particular a very, very good scene. And I don't have the other two books to compare this to, so for me, these were great. <laughs> <laughs> They're good scenes. No, I won't. I'm not going to disparage these scenes because they mm-hmm. are good scenes. But when you start off with the sex in the first book. Yeah, yeah. It sure. is surprising when you're like, whoa, this is where we're starting. So you just kind of expect things to go up. And instead, they do go a little bit down. Mm, okay. They, she's, I don't know. Maybe she needed to tell these stories in reverse or something because... <laughs> Nick and Lily's sex is fucking hot. <laughs> we have to figure out. And it's out. a lot more. <laughs> okay. We have to figure out who, who she compares Nick to. No, Greg. Nick is Henry Goldling. Oh, Nick is Henry Gold. Okay. Who she, okay. Who she compares. Okay. So Nick has the sexy, sexy scenes. Super sexy. Super sexy. Well, scenes. he, he's the bachelor living it up in Toronto, never going to settle down, super into one night stands, mm-hmm. right? And this beautiful woman is sitting at a bar going why is it so hard to have a one night stand that's she says that out loud at a bar and he's like (laughs) i can help you with that so that's the that's the premise of the book okay (laughs) and so yeah naturally they go back and have wild crazy one night stand sex Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then they keep having it over even when they're not having one night stands anymore (laughs) (laughs) when it no longer is actually but they still have really really wild sex but so yeah we start there and i was just like damn this one <laughs> set the bar high but no these are still good sex scenes so mm-hmm. there's the one like right after 
Chinese New Year, right? Yeah, right they after they go their, home and have sex, home. right? To, and that was her, cute. I think it was her place, was it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they went to her place and had sex, and that was cute and it was sweet and steamy. Yeah, but the, it was the really yeah. hot one was like a couple days later or whatever. So after, even after Chinese New Year, Greg decides, or not Greg, uh, Zach decides. Well, we shouldn't break up right away. That might seem that'd be too suspicious. suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> This is yes. how you know he's already falling in oh, love yeah. with her. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because if he wasn't, he'd have been like, all right, that was fun. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for helping. And uh-huh. now I'm off. But he was like, no, we should keep dating. And she's like, yeah, yeah, let's keep dating. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway, they have a night. They're, it's a Friday night. They're hanging out at the bar. They're, you know, talking and stuff. But then he starts, like, putting his hand Touching on her Touching her. And, like, and yeah, yeah. Like, rubbing behind her knee. And she's making her sexy sounds. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we got to get out of here. And mm-hmm. they barely make it to the house. They before. shut the door and she just it is like, ravishes him. Yes. She puts him up against the wall, holds his hand and just like fucking bam it's yes. intense and so hot and then like yeah then he like pulls down her pants and goes down on her while she's up against the door and they like slide to the floor still pleasuring just- each other and it's just like oh like he, he basically they have his- sex at, at the front door yeah they don't think they, they don't even make it to the bed no they he still like have coats on they i, I, I swear at some point i was like how does she does she still have pants on i couldn't yeah. even figure out that she did she still had her <laughs> When she lay like after afterwards, when he, she lowered herself onto him, I was like, "Wait, she still has pants." That's what I said. That? That's what I'm saying. I was she like, "She must have shucked the pants." It real must fast. have disappeared somehow. But, but you know they're wearing snow boots because it's fucking yes. Canada in winter. And I was like, "How'd you get your boots off?" So You're fast? gonna need a little bit more time to get those boots <laughs> those off. Those fuckers don't come off that easy. <laughs> I, I know. I know. When he goes down on her, oh, as he's going God. down on her, he, he takes out his penis oh. and starts pleasuring himself while he's going down on her. I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, this is good. This is so good. And then, I yeah, and then she, like, it. slides down this, I was going to say the stairs, the door. <laughs> slides down the door, and he doesn't stop the whole time. She's basically falling to the floor, but slowly, yes. slow yes. fall. Oh, God. That's good. This was a really nice, oh, it was hot as hell. Mm-hmm. And also, it was the kind of, it was written really hot, but also kind of realistic, and it didn't sound quote unquote sexy, you know, because no one's going to oh. look really hot. Like, observing as a third party, you would sure. see, it would look insane. <laughs> yes, it would. These are two basically half-dressed people with, like, shirts pulled up here, <laughs> yes. pants pulled down there, hats mm-hmm. still on, mm-hmm. and, like, the falling together while touching each other. And each than themselves like it, it would look insane but it just it's felt so realistic in its rawness <laughs> right <laughs> no for sure and i think that adds to the element of the whole i guess not reality of the fake girlfriend trope mm-hmm. you know it just i don't think it's well at least in my life not something that's been realistic for me but <laughs> fun to think about for sure it's a it's a beautiful scene mm-hmm. i enjoyed it very yes. much which I guess can lead us to then our kiss and tell a Basically, little bit. Basically, I think I so. Mean, I guess I just gave you a little bit of mine, but I, I do have yeah. a story. Okay. But the kiss and tell for this episode is whether or not we have had a situation like this where we barely make it into the house and I'll, boom, door shut, you're fucking already. Don't even make it to the bedroom. Like, you just mm-hmm. can't. No. You just can't get enough of each other. The make out starts, the clothes start falling off, and all of a sudden your pants are gone. <laughs> They disappear. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And you don't make it to the bed. You don't. No, I I have. A past relationship was like this a bit for a while where, yeah, frequently we would have sex in like the front room right past the door, like Mm -hmm. on the ground. Horrible carpet burns sometimes, you guys. (laughs) It's not always, it's not, again, it's not pretty, this shit, but it is, it's it's intense and sexy and it's real. Like, it's how sex is with people sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you're in that kind of, like, intense early stages of a relationship where you just are like, I cannot get enough. I just want to fuck you all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, yeah, you're coming home. Like, those were always my favorite nights. You know, go out and have a little bit of fun, you know, whether it's a club or a bar or something, go out and enjoy the evening to a point. I always want to go home like around midnight or one or so Mm -hmm. for sex. Like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to close down a bar and then go eat at Denny's and then it's (laughs) fucking five and you're passing out at home. Like, I'm like, wait, wait, we didn't have sex. Like, we didn't get the point of this whole thing. Didn't have (laughs) I might be referencing a certain relationship (laughs) that everyone else is very familiar with in my life. Uh, But I didn't. I mean, that's not my favorite. Like, I don't want to do that. And I especially don't want to do that every weekend. No, I liked the idea of in this this one past relationship where it happened where we would yeah we'd go out just Mm -hmm. enough to get you get a little bit of alcohol in you you dance a bit there's all that kind of like you know the feelings the tension the tension sexual tension you're kind of Mm -hmm. building it throughout the night with your partner. And then you like rush the fuck home. like Because you know what's going to happen. You know, where's that fucking Uber and why isn't it here now? Why hasn't it, why isn't it happening in the Uber? How nasty can we get in the back of the car without going full sex? <laughs> and getting thrown out of the car on the side of the road. Exactly. You know, you get home, you burst through the door and it's just, it's fucking on. It is on. Mm-hmm. I love that. Those were great. And then you just are like laying there panting on the floor all like, again, half dressed, like really awkward. Awkwardly, like with clothes, like part of like, it's well, here, part of it's there, and you're like, I don't understand what just happened. That happened. That happened. Sure. <laughs> yeah. See, and I love, I love the thought of that, and I just can't remember if Dan and I have ever had a moment like that. We've had sex in various places of our house. And in various places around the world. But I don't know if it's like anything so intensely that we're like, we got to fuck right here, right now, that where we couldn't move it to the comfort of our bed or something like that. Like maybe Mm -hmm. in the shower, we shower together all the time, but it's not always sexual. It's, you know, it's showering. (laughs) Um, There was that moment at Emily's house, (laughs) back to Emily's house, Emily's (laughs) sex house. So this is Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Just having sex all over Emily's house. It was Halloween. It was a Halloween party. And I was actually one of the last times I think I drank. And I did. I was drinking. I was a little bit out of it. We went to the bathroom. I wasn't out of it. I was fine. I was just, you know, a little tipsy. Went to the bathroom and Dan and I had a quickie in the bathroom. And, you know, it was just, it was one of those moments, at least for him, where he was just like, let's do this. And I was like, okay, let's, it's, <laughs> it's fucking sure. happening. Let's do this. So, which <laughs> I do feel bad that it did happen. <laughs> At Emily's house, it just cracks me up. <laughs> oh, and I think Patrick locked in on us. Yeah. Actually, I know for a fact he did. Yes, we all know that. Yes, everybody everybody knows that. So. That's why we all know the story. <laughs> That's right. So I cannot tell it because everybody knows that already. It's fun. It's always fun to just be like, you know, leave a trail of clothes and and just <laughs> that type of thing if you can if you can actually make that happen. There might have been a moment where we did it in the kitchen once where it was just like, oh, we're here. I don't want to walk all the way to the back of the house. Let's just fuck. Mm-hmm. And it's done. <laughs> On your island or the no. table? 
Oh. Well, sort of on the island. So okay. I'm short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'd had to, I'd, uh, we'd like grabbed a chair for me to kneel okay. on over the island. So it was from behind. And ah. so, yeah, do you know what I mean? So like I'm yes. like laying on the island. But no, he, the island's a little bit tall, like taller than where his yeah, yeah penis yeah, yeah. would reach. So it just, that's a, <laughs> <laughs> a little odd. But, you know, Blowy's here that's and there in the like, kitchen. But yeah, no, no. <laughs> I was like, hmm. Other kitchen. furniture were involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, sexy that's times. Good. Sexy fun, times. fun, sexy times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Emily's house. Thanks, Emily's house. Thanks. <laughs> For all the sex, Emily's house. <laughs> <sighs> okay. okay. Um. um yeah yeah we do this you guys can tell we have a a script right we don't have a script we just have a schedule (laughs) we just talk and then we say the same things at the same time but that does probably i think that i don't know do we have anything else we need to cover i mean they end up a couple they they start they confess to each other that they love each other with pictionary and they make it official well and okay one other thing is you know because we talked so much about how like their past relationships didn't really line up and so much of this new one is exactly right for them you Uh know zach's biggest issue with marianne was she eventually she just realized she couldn't live in mosquito bay well joe's already made her full life there she runs the 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 dentist office that was her father she inherited it from him she became a dentist and i mean she has her whole practice set up she's not going to uproot that anytime soon Mm -hmm. you know that's a thriving business why would you do that she likes mosquito bay she's lived there you know except for college her whole life yeah for joe matt just never saw her and made her feel special you know he didn't engage with her he didn't help her feel better about herself when she was feeling self-conscious or or you know doubting her appeal and her attractiveness or having issues with her body he didn't help her through any of that he just was like nah, whatever mm-hmm. but zach makes joe come out of her shell and you know she feels sexier with him she is more empowered she takes the lead sexually a couple of times like yes. that that one scene we just described and all of that so that's is exactly why like when you're afraid to move on or you're afraid from a past relationship doesn't mean that you can't find the right things in the future, right? So that's, right. you know, what they both are, are finding with each other is the stuff they were afraid of, it's not going to repeat itself. You're not going to get into the exact same relationship again. I mean, some people do. Some people repeat the exact sure. same fucking mistakes. They find that same ex over and over again. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you got to be self-conscious or like self-aware and, yes. and, and break those cycles. But, you know, for Zach and Joe, they realize, oh, I'm not a- afraid of this relationship because it it's not the same as the one that hurt me in the past mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah they both come to this realization like you said the self-awareness that at some point they were both sort of comparing zach or joe to their exes and you can't do that because not everybody is the same person so they they start to recognize that within themselves and that's something that makes them grow from it and there was a line in there that joe had said which is that women were taught to be forgiving and lower their expectations and she was like i'm done with that i can't do that as my i'm not in the relationship with matt anymore and that's not a message that should be continually taught to anybody, not just women. Don't lower your expectations for anybody. The whole, you know, you have, like, especially once you get into your 30s, I say this now as a 
single woman in my late 30s, almost 40s, Mm -hmm. this common phrase, like, you got to settle down. Like, don't you want, like, that whole phrase, settle down, implies settling. Like, implies lowering the standards and not going for what you deserve, but finding something that's just good enough. And that's unacceptable. Like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't push that stereotype on people or not stereotype but what is it that norm we shouldn't push that societal norm yeah <laughs> there's yeah. a bunch of words norm. that i can't think of the thing <laughs> i'm trying to say but you know like we yeah we shouldn't tell people that that's the norm like right. this is what they should do don't settle don't lower your standards like mm-hmm. you know oh you're too picky no you probably are just picky enough <laughs> <laughs> just enough to find the one that makes the difference yep. that matters and that will be what you need in a partner and not just somebody who's there exactly uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have a lot of feelings about this lately uh, this has been a thing i've been working on personally no, it's true uh, retrospective i have uh, uh seen a certain relationship recently that i was like well that was all not good <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was suspect so anyway. wait what did you say seen a relationship or been yeah in? like the past one the, oh, oh, know, oh, the one okay. that i was I see what you're saying. In retrospect, I've come to realize, like, what the fuck was I thinking the yes. whole time? And why no. didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> well, because... Why did you all go, <laughs> God damn it, that's dumb. <laughs> I would never tell you your decisions are dumb. I know, and I, no one should... <laughs> Should. That's man, that's, I'm like, it, oh, it, that was stupid. Well, it's, it's the support <laughs> that you get from your friends now, right? So we believe you. It, it's it's your narrative. It's your story. So mm-hmm. we supported you throughout everything while you guys were dating, and we we have you. Well, we have you both still, but we have you in the divorce. <laughs> And, you know, it's, it, I want to say it's an experience that it's going to make you grow. Whatever. it That's that's not what that, you already, you already recognize it and see that within yourself. So, you know, it, it's just, I, I have, no, I have no words for that. I can never, unless it was absolutely a bad, dangerous relationship. No, yeah, it wasn't You bad. know what I mean? Yeah. I just didn't, it was nonsensical. Well, you're better for it now. Well, sure. you're better that it's not there anymore <laughs> type of thing is what I mean. It's yes, your I situation am. is better now. So absolutely. But it was. I was just like, oh man. Yeah. That you know. Anyway. But yes, so that's why they can find each other now because they've been through what they were in the past mm-hmm. and realized that that isn't they're not repeating the same mistakes just by yes. getting in a new relationship. You know, which is what Zach was always afraid of. But as his brothers helped him see, Joe wasn't Marianne. Right. You know? She has a whole life there. She's not running away anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. And Zach isn't Matt. Zach actually makes Joe feel good and like encourages her and thinks she's sexy and tells her that. And so these are yep. all, you know, and he loves her competitiveness and her yeah. trying to trying to make balloon animals for all of the children at her <laughs> dental practice, even though she can only make the same one over and over. One dog. <laughs> one dog. <laughs> horse looks like your dog yeah well it's a a horse dog and i can make a snake and that's what you (laughs) get (laughs) here's a snake anyway so the book yeah but uh we'll go on to i guess our fun fuck fact yeah because yeah now we've covered it that's it yeah it's a good book it's good so because it is we we did i know it's out of the norm because it's not the paranormal romance but we had a lot of reasons for picking it and part of it was we wanted it to a little bit coincide with chinese new year now turns out we're a couple weeks off (laughs) we thought i thought i thought it was a bit later this year it's all right (laughs) 
Oh, but good. in honor of Chinese New Year, we're going to do a little bit about the Chinese zodiac mm-hmm. and especially our uh, zodiac signs because we're both dogs in we're this Chinese dogs. zodiac. Water dogs. Water dogs. So 2022 will be the year of the tiger. This just started. Um, what else do you guys, what do you want to say about it? I don't know. Is there a relationship part of it? Read the relationship part of it. Okay. I will read that. So for us, for, for people who are dogs in the year of the tiger, this is our relationship, the, our, our, our horoscope in the Chinese New Year uh, or the Chinese Zodiac. So dogs will have an average luck in love and romance in 2022. Dogs' fortunes, although Tai Sui will be blessing dogs' fortunes all year long, their love life may remain relatively flat. Mm-hmm. Dogs who are married or in a relationship will experience occasional spats with their partner, which will not rock the boat too hard, but may be difficult to swallow in the moment. Okay. Remember the support and love your partner has shown you in years past this will be the year for you to show your love for them in return Ugh, fine (laughs) (laughs) i guess i guess whatever singles will meet a few love potentials in 2022 Mm -hmm. although serious progress will not be likely until the next year because dogs will not have a strong (sighs) desire to commit this year it'll be all right to date and enjoy being single this year especially with all the fun in other areas of life (laughs) By the end of the year, however, dogs may find themselves a little lonely, but 2023 will likely go much better in matter of the heart for dogs. Aww. <laughs> so we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to that has nothing to do with relationships, but it will build us up to be better equipped for next year when it does happen. Yes. So that's, that's great. What we're I love that. Yay. Good. Well, that's so, fun. And we'll put this website up because it's all about the chinese new year and zodiac and Mm -hmm. that way you guys can go read your own um zodiac signs if you're interested i think these things are fun yeah (laughs) i think so too i love it and uh it's real cute so happy chinese new year everyone happy chinese new year yay all right awesome cool Uh, let's do our reading yes let's just give both of our numbers at three okay we do sex and then book okay are you ready yes okay and one Two, three, seven, seven eight. eight. Oh, <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed the sex. It was great. I loved that scene where she just like, I'm fucking taking you against your door. <laughs> it's happening. It, 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 you know, but I do love the different aspects of a fake girlfriend trope and the different story like backgrounds. You know, it's not something that we we typically get. So it's pretty good. And I love it. I just love it. It's a, I know. It's a fun story. And it, it was, was so, so fast. fun. And it was, yes, as quick as a quick read. It's just a fun book. The characters are really sweet. The family is just adorable. If you think you love Ame and Aye, Aye, Grandma and Grandpa, Mm -hmm. Grandma and Grandpa in this book, you should really like see them in the other two. Because in the first one, they don't really get into it much in this one. Aye sole purpose in life is to buy things on Amazon. Oh. So he just is always, like, he just is like, look at what I got. And he just shows you some random thing because he's like, I found it. Because the idea that you can just buy online and it shows up at your house just, like, tickles him to death. Oh, no. (laughs) So he just is always getting them things. He's like, I got this for you. And it's just a random little thing. (laughs) But it's from Amazon and he found it. And so it's really cute. And, yeah, there's just... It's adorable. Um, I like the series. 
uh, I like uh, Jackie Lau. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think her writing's really what you know. It's really, really good. good. Yeah. In a short story, she tells a lot and really builds character. Mm-hmm. Like like the the they are not flat one dimensional people. They have full like ranges and that's not, that's hard to do in a novella size book as opposed to you know i'm gonna go on for 700 pages yeah and she's able to emit emotions different type of emotions from different scenarios that she puts through the book i mean there were parts in this book where i was laughing out loud and there were parts where like my heart was hurting <laughs> so it was it was a good range of different emotions mm-hmm. and portrayed in so little and i love that i think it's so i think I, short stories are just my favorite novellas mm-hmm. i forget which one's which but they're just yeah. they're perfect mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they're so good anyway cool. so yeah i really like it and i you know, I think we should mix in a little bit more contemporary sometimes. Yeah. Um, I love our paranormal, but sometimes a just straight up contemporary book is really cute too. Yeah. It's a good break from the, the extra not, fantasy of it. Not but everybody's got to be a dragon. No. <laughs> and we're just going to have to fucking deal with that. <laughs> sometimes you meet regular guys that are not dragons and it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't really like them, but you know. Oh, you no, know. I like I Zack. <laughs> I like Zack. I because do too. he looked like Kayana Reeves, so I'm oh, I know. fucking down for this. Yeah, no, this is a this is a set of really adorably hot brothers. So, yeah. so for our next book, we are reading Breaking Badger by Shelley Lawrence, narrated by uh, Charlotte Kane, and this is book four of the Honey Badger Chronicle series. Chronicle, right? Yeah, Chronicles. Yeah. We love the badgers we do love the badgers and this one's a little bit different because we already had the story for the three sisters and while we did find a fourth sister this one is actually about one of the friends i think one of max's friends so yeah yeah i know it'll be exciting fun yeah uh, to because you know we we do we love the badger world she's got i mean man those fucking bears i love those fucking bears so much <laughs> They're fucking great. I mean, we've been reading this series since our first year. Yeah, and we so, keep coming back to it. Well, there's four books. We've read one in each year, I think. I think so. Yeah, because we, we read Badger to the Bone last season in episode 75. Okay. Um, that was book three. And then In a Badger Way was episode 41. And that was in year two. And then year one was episode 22, Hot and Badgered. Okay. And yeah, I remember you did not, you were just like, yeah, whatever. I was like, are you kidding me? There's fucking honey badgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I wasn't feeling it. It wasn't for me. And then, yep. And I do, I mean, we do love this world. It has the tendency to be a little bit long-winded and complex. They are long books. They're long books and there's a lot of characters that have a yeah. lot of shit happening all the time. But I try to like pare it down to just the main characters that we're dealing with for that book. Just be like, just focus on these guys. Yes. I do have a hard time focusing on that because I do like bring up other stuff that does not matter in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That happens a lot. But yeah, so cool. Join us for that. Yeah, so that's that'll be next time in two weeks. In the meantime, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and that's Shh Dirty Books. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is shh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you could find podcasts. And thank you, Jim Townsend, for the music. We wish you guys 
had a great regular new year and Chinese new year. With that, we'll say goodnight. This is Selat. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selat. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>